In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And with me, all the way from across the pond, the ghost finder general himself, the most haunted Richard Felix. Good evening, good afternoon, and uh, again, Happy New Year to everyone out there. Happy and hopefully prosperous New Year. And snow-free. Happy, <laughs> healthy, snow-free. Yes. You love absolutely. that snow up there. I love it. I love it. But it's, good. It, it's not good for business. And, <laughs> and, and we over here are in... No, we're not doing very well over here in England. Things are... Uh, uh, we're in a very tight recession at the moment. And um, uh, the snow's not doing any good. But it's gone. It went about three days ago. And um, although I love it, um, I've had a month of it now. And thank you very much. That was that was absolutely fine. Thank you. Let me get back to some ghost walks. <laughs> there you go. Now, you've st- uh, have you still got it there? Oh, yeah. We, we're actually uh, gearing up for another storm uh, this weekend. So, uh, yeah, we, we'll get it. I mean, yeah, it's all right, though. But, I mean, it's yeah. January, you know. Uh, in the oh, yeah. Yeah. Get into April, it's all gone, you know. We're back. Yeah, uh, but you see, the, 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 the thing is, Ron, that, that you, you're, you're used to it over there, and, and, and I presume that life continues just the same as, as it did before it was snowing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, yeah, it doesn't over here. Um, we don't know how to, we, <laughs> we do. We never have enough salt. We never have enough grit. Uh, we don't know how to drive our cars in the snow. Everybody gets stuck. We all abandon them. All the airports are closed down. The railways don't, <laughs> and the country just grinds to a halt. Huh. Well, which is not good. And, and what, what, happens to, what, what happens to keep the upper stiff lip or whatever the heck you get? The, the stiff upper. Oh, we still got one. Don't worry. We, we've still got a stiff upper lip. But the trouble is, <laughs> it's probably a frozen uh, upper lip, which, which makes it go stiff now. Um, we just can't cope. Um, huh. Which is, you see, we're not using, we don't get much. Uh, and so when you get a lot, obviously, you know, we didn't expect anything, you see, till January. But beginning of November, we, we got a lot of snow. And, um, you know, the country can't cope with it. The airports can't cope. And, and people are ringing up ringing up to us and saying, is the ghost walk cancelled? Well, well, why should the ghost walk be cancelled? You know, you, you can walk in the snow, can't you? But right. there you go. It's just part of life. Anyway, what you got to tell me? Uh, we're still trying to get on the Pararex, but that's all right. I 
think they changed the password on us or something, but whatever. Oh, dear. Uh, but that's Never okay. Mind. You know, it's really funny, Richard, but every time, uh, you know, I have a few friends that tell me every time I go around, they have problems with electronics. So I wonder if this has oh, something that's... to do with the paranormal. Yeah. Yeah, listen, it's funny you should mention that because uh, I have I have the same problem. Um, it doesn't matter what it is, a computer, um, satellite navigation. Um, if, I, if I'm if i sitting in the front seat, um, sat-nav goes down, it, it takes us the wrong way. Uh, I mean, obviously, if I'm driving, then there's very little I can do about it. But other than that, they, they, they make me sit in the back seat uh, <laughs> because, because it, it, the sat-nav works better then. Um, Telephones, um, anything like that. I just seem, I seem to have a problem with it. And um, yeah, paranormal's the right word, I think, because, but, but is it paranormal or is it just purely and simply that, that for some reason we're giving off more electricity or energy or whatever than, than perhaps a few other people do? Really? Do you think? Yeah, I, 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 I tell you. Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe it is. Or maybe, do you think it's like someone trying to get attention and they use electronics to do it? That's a very, very, very good idea, and, and it could well be. Um, I mean, Julia says to me frequently um, when things happen in the house, and I don't, I don't mean ghostly things. I don't, I don't mean, uh, you know, we don't, we haven't got a ghost in this house as far as I know, or anything like that. But things happen, and things break down and go wrong, and all. And Julia says to me, you know, I often wonder if it's, if it's not due to the, to my involvement in, in what I'm doing. Um, in, in other words, in, in the paranormal. Uh, and she often says to me, <laughs> you've been there, you've been here, you've done that. Do you think you've brought something home or has something somehow attached itself to you because of my respect for and what's the word, um, sensitivity, if you like, to to the whole business, which, which is a possibility, isn't it? I think so. I, I, I know It's that a bit like... Yeah, you know, I, I know that working with with Maureen and I mean, um, she used to go through all kinds of electronic equipment at her house. Yeah. It would just die on her. So you know, maybe that I don't know. It's it's weird. Well, I genuinely think you're. It's a bit like you going out into the big bad world and and leaving your mobile phone number accessible to everyone. Oh, I like that. Do you, do you see where I'm coming from? That, that, that in other words, we're. Open. Without realising it, because both both of us really don't profess to be, uh, I think we both profess to be being more sensitive than we were before we started this business. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, I, I'm in no way mediumistic or, or, or psychic. Um, and I, but I just wonder whether we, without realising it, we have opened ourselves up. Okay, I'm sorry about Possibly. a little bit of working on this, uh, trying to get on Parex again. But yeah, I think so it is. I think when we open ourselves out, uh, we definitely uh, attract things. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, let's put it this way. Um, let's just, for instance, um, this is rather a, 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 not dramatic. Supposing, supposing you're, you're in a prison camp um, and you've got a lot of, prisoners of war or, or, or people that are there for ethnic cleansing or anything like that. And most of the guards were nasty, horrible people, as we all expect them to be. But you just happen to be a much nicer, more sympathetic uh, 
open to people's comments. They, they would, the, the, the prisoners or whatever, would, would, would have an empathy towards you. They would, they would flock to you, if you like, for help. Is, is, it, is it any different to all those souls, possibly trapped souls, if you like, imprisoned souls, if you, we want to call them that, that are still around for some reason, that actually, hey, yeah, hey, there's a guy here that believes in us. Let's go see him. Uh, I, I agree. I, 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 I say that. I, I, I say I, that so often. It, it's kind of like like uh, they always say, "You the flames." Absolutely right. Yeah, you 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 we switch your torch on and and same thing. But but part part of the time, Ron, or most of the time, in my case, I don't think we know that we're doing that. It's just the nature of the way we conduct ourselves in our ghost hunts, and I, I know for a fact that you and I are are very much of the, of, of a similar. Um, ilk, we're singing from the same hymn sheet. Um, made of the same crap, Richard, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yes, I genuinely think so. But, you know, we get some people out there um, that that treat, I mean, you know, t- take TV programs, for instance, uh, most haunted. That, that You know, I mean, there, there were times on that show when I've seen, you know, certainly since I left, where I've seen people um, mentioning no names, for want of a better word, abusing um, the possibility of the spirits being there, you know, actually using abuse on them, and and I, I just don't think that anybody would 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 bother to comment near anyone if they were if they were being sworn at and 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 told to do something now, um, and I and I'm, it's something that I've never done, and I know you're the same. That you, you respect is the word, basically, isn't it, um, for the living and the dead. I think you're right. I think you're. I think you're absolutely yeah. right. Uh, now, let me tell you something very quickly. When you mentioned this business about electricity, uh, very, very interesting. Something I wanted to, because obviously, it'd be very nice to be able to talk about some of the things that have happened uh, in 2010. Now that yes, we're well, now, you know, yeah, ready, ready for a new, for a new year. Yeah. Um, about four months ago in the in the one of the newspapers over here, one of the national newspapers over here there was a fascinating a photograph of a lady called the magnetic lady there was a photograph of her and she there she was standing there with spoons hanging off her chest get out she was she was she got you know, there other many spoons knives or anything else she put on this lady's chest they stuck to her and it was real it was no there was no um um uh, fool or tomfoolery or anything uh, she she really did was magnetic and electric now the the amazing thing was that she said that she can't can't get a job in with computers because she just like we were saying earlier but because she blows them up they they don't work they malfunction and when she walks into a rooms light bulbs blow in, in the room, they go out, they blow, they shatter. But the, this is the really fascinating bit, which adds, I believe, a lot to my, my theories about this business of us having energy and, and causing recordings in the building. She says the more stressed she gets, the more electricity she gives off. In other words, if she... Yeah, if she's had an argument, she's stressed, she's upset, she's nervous, she's frightened, then if she walks into a room, more computers blow, more light bulbs go. In other words, she generates more than the normal amount of electricity that that some people do, and I found that a, a fascinating um, bit of um, well journalism there on the part of a guy that wrote it. But it added because I use it now on my talks, which are 
ever growing all the time. You know, I talk right. about people that, that under um, stress, you know, death. Um, how the, the energy that they use to, to keep themselves alive is the energy source that I believe makes the recording in the fabric of the building, which gives you the recording ghost. And this lady, with her story, added added to me that little bit more evidence, if you know what I mean. I, I think so. Uh, you know, I mean, there's so much we really don't know. I mean, we're all, it's, even what we're talking about right now, is, it's just conjecture. I mean, really. It's absolutely. As I keep saying, possibly, perhaps, because none of us, none of us have, have a clue. Um, the other thing that is it, is I, I find fascinating, and again, over the year, I, 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 I'm trying, as you know, to like you a bit, because to, to, I, I love the way at the beginning of the show, it actually says where, where um, science um, comes into conflict with religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm obviously dealing with both sides of this damn thing you know i'm scientifically trying trying to prove what it's all about but also you know using the religion side of things as the fact that there are some ghosts that are around as well but i've I've been saying for a long time that until until someone takes this ghost business paranormal call it what you will until someone takes it seriously and i know you do and i know your group do uh, and i then then while we're still dealing with the scare factor and the Scooby-Doo side of things, I don't think science will ever take it seriously. I, I agree. I because agree. It, it's all scare factor. It's all, you know, like the new film, like, what is it, the, 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 the ghost in Connecticut, the, um, whatever. All these, they're all scary. And, and I remember the fascinating lady that, that we, we had on a few months ago that wrote the book called Don't Call Them Ghosts. Do you remember her? Yes. And she had three ghost children in the attic when she bought the house. Right. And um, I was I was telling a group the other night uh, on a ghost event that I was doing, and this lady on the ghost the night says, "I've got the book." And she's actually going to send it me because I, I really wanted to read that because the the bit that got me was when I said to this lady, if you remember on the show, I said, "What a fantastic story! Wouldn't it make a good Hollywood?" movie and she said mr felix don't even go there i've been approached by two hollywood producers and i've turned them both down because all they want to do is make it scary and she says it's not right you're you're absolutely right the whole problem you know true enough the thing is too is is i think that the paranormal is kind of running its course i I remember someone in chat uh the uh facebook actually put it in saying that cable channels i'm not looking for any more uh uh, ghost hunting shows. Ghost programs. Yeah. Now, now, now let me actually, ask you this. that's uh, interesting. Most of it is gone, right? Yes, indeed. Totally. But the amazing thing, this is rather funny you should say that, or oh, I mentioned it first. I've had two very vivid dreams in the last two nights about the crew of Most Haunted. Which I find uh, quite bizarre because remember I've been I've been gone for I think the best part of four years now uh, wow. from Most Haunted, and I've had two very vivid dreams about about them being around, being around me, me getting involved, not involved with the show with them, but being in places where they are, and not one but two. And I, I I'm not a great dreamer either, and I find that you know I'm waiting to see what comes next. <laughs> Right. I mean, isn't it funny, though? You do have these dreams, and sometimes they are premonitions of something. Or, you know what, sometimes they may even be a message that you should be doing something, rather than saying... Well, who knows? 
Yeah, yeah. I'd like to know more from anyone that, that sort of, you know, that deals with something I've never been, I've never gone into, you know, dreams and what they mean and what they are. But, <coughs> pardon me, to, to have two vivid dreams, not, not, you know, I remember, I remember a lot of them as well. Uh, all mixed up and a bit silly in places, but, but, you know, two very vivid dreams. And the other thing is that they're playing on my mind. Hence the fact I've mentioned it tonight even. Right. It's almost as if, yeah, some form of premonition or, or some, perhaps there's a lawsuit coming or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, we, we actually, should, that's one thing we ought to do next year is definitely get a dream specialist on the show and, and go into I would like that. I think that's something yeah. to look into. Um, I, I remember this yes. case that we uh, had uh, oh, years ago, and uh, it was a woman who uh, would have these dreams about her mother. Her mother had just recently passed. And yeah. um, in the, when she was alive, her and her mother used to go to the racetrack all the time and, and bet on the horses and stuff. Well, yeah. in her yeah. dreams, her mother would show her the uh, scorecard or whatever it is with the horses, the program, and tell her the winners. And then the next day she would check the newspaper, and sure enough, those were the winners. Oh, and so she would do this, and this happened for she told me for for I think two weeks, uh, night after night she would the mother would pick the winners. You know she's passed, she, she's lost yeah. the other side. She would pick the winners, and sure enough, they the horses would win. But the funny part about it is this woman was was brought up Catholic, and of course we have that big guilt thing going with with Catholics. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. so she never bet on them, and eventually uh, she stopped having the dreams. Oh, I say that's so really probably, cool. so. She never bet. Yeah, yeah, she never bet on it. She would just check the paper and the ones she saw in her dream were the winners, and but she would never bet on it because she, she, you know, I, I, I guess she felt guilty about it, and uh, eventually, uh, when she, it just stopped. So I don't know if her mother said, you know, I've been telling you for the last two weeks, you know, <laughs> these are the winners. Put some money on it, but she didn't. That's such a shame. I know. Oh, she could have made a fortune, couldn't she? Yeah, absolutely. But that that is quite quite a fascinating story, and and again, real. You know, there, we all know that there's something in it. But you see, my my dreams, other than about yours, are always very mixed up. Um, there's a certain amount of fiction. There's a certain amount of different places that I I've had dealings with or places. I mean, for instance, this this ridiculous dream with most haunted crew. Um, uh, for some reason, centred around um, a um, a small bungalow that my brother moved into when he was first married fifty years ago. So, what on earth <coughs> was the most haunted crew <laughs> doing investigating um, in an area where my brother's bungalow was fifty? I don't know. You know, someone I'm sure someone could tell me. But, uh, or is it just all an absolute load of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a mix-up with in your brain while you're asleep? I don't know. Ah, uh, could be. Could be, couldn't it? But why? The other thing, of course, I dream. I, I the one thing I do dream about frequently is is the first house I ever lived in. Really? I don't know whether you have. Yeah, yeah. The first house, you know, when I was I was born. Well, I was born obviously in a nursing home, but lived there for fifty the first fifteen years of my life. Um, and the funny thing is that I was. I mean, as you have said so often, frightened of ghosts from the age of four. Uh, 
So, in other words, I was frightened of ghosts in that house as, as much as, more than, more than anywhere I've ever been. And, and I, I never saw anything uh, or heard anything, but used to think sometimes when I was playing alone, I, I used to play alone a lot, I was quite a lonely kid, um, I, I, used to play, I used to play soldiers most of the time, and I used to think there were frequent times when things went missing. Uh, and turned up in different places. And I'm talking about my soldiers and, and things like that. Right. And, and I would just wonder if there's anything to do with all of that as to why why I dream. But surely, I'm not talking nightmares, though. I'm talking about just going back to the house. Right. And I go back there a lot in my dreams. In your dreams. So, yeah, let's get this dream person on, because we can talk. They might be able to help me. <laughs> okay, we will, definitely get the, we will definitely get somebody who is a dream specialist on if there is such a person. And I'm anyways, sure there is. We, we want to welcome uh, Pararex. We now have Pararex back up and running. Oh, well hey. done. Whoopee. Yeah, we miss you guys. So. Yeah, indeed. But anyways, Richard, I mean, last year was an interesting year. Uh, uh, so yes. many things happened, and, uh, especially for me. I, I don't know about you. What, 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 what were your highlights for last year? Highlights? Oh, cool. Blimey. I mean... Last year, 2010. No, of course I wasn't in. I wasn't in America in 2010, was I? I was with you in 2009. No, nope. that's right. Yeah. Well, that that was one of the highlights of my life. <laughs> Never mind. Oh the yeah, year. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I mean that. I genuinely, genuinely mean that. Um, I had the most. I had a ball uh, for the three weeks I was there. Uh, Julia and I talk about it all the time, uh, but that's got nothing to do with 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 this year. Highlights of this year. Um, but let let me ask you this: Paranormally, did anything happen to you this past year that that you can actually report to us? That personal and a personal. Yes. Okay. But not. Not. Nothing um, as regards the paranormal happened to me, but the, the, the thing that I've sort of been wanting to sort of talk about for a while, this may take a few minutes, because we have got a few, haven't we, yes. is, is the, the things that have happened to me, because for the last, oh dear, six, five, six years, I, I haven't been doing so much in the, in the ghost in the ghost walk business and talking to the public so much, obviously with, with Most Haunted for four years um, and various other things, and this last year, I've, because we've been so busy, which I'm very, very pleased about, I've started doing quite a lot more of what I, what was my profession for 18 years, uh, ghost walks, and, and talking to people. Uh, and the thing that's really come over to me this year are the number of stories that people have told me that have added to my theories, to, to my talks about, as you, you heard, obviously, while I was over in America, I don't know how many times you had to listen to my talk, uh, what is a ghost, but the, the people that have told me things, and I've said, oh my God, this is exactly, this is exactly what I say, and blah, 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 and, and to, to, to sort of very, just very quickly go through it, um, I was doing um, a, a signing of a DVD uh, in, a, in Gloucester, uh, and there was a guy there telling me about um, he'd never seen only ever seen a ghost once, and he was an elderly gentleman with his with his wife, and uh, he said we'd had a, a really very big we'd had a blazing argument, and he says I stormed off up into the bedroom, and not the wife I stormed off up into the bedroom, uh -huh. and I opened the door of the bedroom, and there was a man standing there, a little man with a bowler hat. <laughs> <laughs> an Edwardian coat and a, and a, a winged collar. Uh, 
And he stood there for about four seconds and vanished. But he said he was as large as life, he was as real as you and me, he didn't seem to see me in any way, he was just there, and four seconds later he was gone. And that was his, that was it. Now, of course, you see, that added, again, to this business of, like we mentioned earlier, about the electric, the people are stressed. That man had been extremely in a stressed situation. He'd had a really bad argument with his wife. His frequencies changed, for want of a better word. And when he stormed off up into the bedroom, some, for some reason, the extra electricity that he was generating, I believe, caused the replay button to come on in the room, in the fabric of the building, in the bricks, in the whatever you want to say, whatever it is. And he saw this figure for about four seconds. And I thought, wow, that was so good, because that adds to my story. And in the same shop, while I was doing this DVD signing, another gentleman was telling me about the fact that he doesn't believe in ghosts, he's never seen anything, but he then started to tell me a story about his mother dying five years ago, and his brother took over the cottage. And since then, they'd had two little girls. And about four or five months ago, an old lady started appearing in the bedroom. And it actually climbed into bed twice with really? one of the little girls. Yeah, she wasn't frightened. Not at all. Because, again, you realize these little girls were about four year, three, four, three and four years of age. Uh, and they treat it as, as, to them, the norm. But the thing is that the, the little girl started saying, Mummy, why does the old lady with black hair to climb into bed with me. Not frightened, but just us, you know, inquisitively. Right. And I'm thinking, well, there's two reasons here. Number one, which again adds to the fact that I say that some ghosts stay around because, or, or come back to have a look at the kids. You know, they've never seen the grandchildren or that sort of stuff. And, and the number of times at this time of year that, that I get told stories about um, children looking through the photo album. You know, the, the, the family photos, and then, then right. all of a sudden the little girl says, Mummy, Mummy, that's the man! That's the man I see in my bedroom! And they go, oh my God, oh my God, that's your great-grandfather! Who, of course, really? died 20 years ago. That happens over and over and over again. And I'm thinking, well, so that's one reason, you know, the, the granddad, grandma comes to see the children. But the other one, of course, is, you see, and then I said to him, is your brother doing any work? He says, oh, yeah, yeah, he's literally about five months ago started to um, renovate the cottage. And he says, but listen, let me tell you this bit. The little girl says, the lady with black hair. And he says, we're of Italian extraction. And he says, my mother was 83, but still had black hair. He says, it's my mother, isn't it? I said, yeah, I think it is. And he says, so why has she come back? Why? I said, probably because your brother's renovating the cottage. She, doesn't, she still thinks it's her house. Exactly. And she's, she, you see where I'm coming from? And she doesn't like what they're doing. Right, that's that bit out of the way. Let's, have we got time before, before we have a break? Or? Uh, yeah, we're still running, uh, as far as I can tell. Okay, right, let me start let, let the next bit. So, uh, this is about... Four, four months ago, doing a ghost walk in Derby, a young lady telling me about the fact that she got a ghost in her, in her terraced house in, well, you in, know what? in, in I Derby. I think we're going to have to hold that because I think we got about 30 seconds to break. I apologize. Okay, not a problem. Terraced Anyways, house in uh, Derby. Yep, yeah, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with uh, Most Haunted's Richard Field and the NEGP's Ron Kolick. And we are talking about uh, well, some of the most haunted things that we've run into last year, which is quite a bit. I can't wait to tell my experiences. So, 
Uh, you are listening. I'll, ho- I'll hopefully let you give, give you enough chance. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you, you get a little winded. Anyways, we'll be right back after the following messages. Talk to you soon. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk gobbledygooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Para X family. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Kirk Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswald is the creator of the Rockstar System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDeswalt.com so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field so more people can be you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Druggynet.com. We are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Pararex, Coach Net, Ghost Channel, and Beyond with Richard Felix and Ronco. Uh, we actually had a, a question from the... Uh, anybody, if anybody wants to call in, by the way, the number is 877-864-4869. been a while, I guess. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, 877-864-4869. Oh, you can join us live in the TojiNet or the Pararex chat room. And we actually have a question for the chat room uh, before you start your story, Richard. And yes, that yes. is about something about the paw prints at the treasure's house. Oh, my goodness. Yes. You know, I'd forgotten all about that. Yeah, just, just before Christmas, in the snow... Uh, in uh, the treasurer's house in York, which is um, uh, was the second city in medieval times, uh, the, the, I think I've told the story, the fabulous story of the Roman soldiers that are seen in the cellar of of, um, of treasurer's house. Yep, uh, I was on a ghost walk. Ghost Chronicles, too, by the way. I mean, not Ghost Chronicles, that goes today. It's in my new book. That was one of the... Uh, yes, indeed. What a story. But, I mean, you see, there's not just that. There's lots and lots. Probably, I believe it to be one of the most haunted houses in, in Great Britain. It says so many ghost stories. And I was there with a the ghost walk, um, oh, November, I think, and there were the most unbelievable paw prints in the snow right by the gates where we, where we stand and do the ghost walk. But they, 
it was as if whatever animal had had um, had done them had been teleported in and dropped because there was no start. Oh, there was no start. There was no finish. There was a, I don't know twelve, fifteen um, paw prints uh, in the snow. But there was no, n- <laughs> there was nowhere where it came from, and there was nowhere where it went to, and it, it, it had been snowing. I mean, it did, don't get me wrong; it hadn't, the snow hadn't covered the prints or anything like that. They were there; they were clear. Uh, they were, they weren't big. They were <laughs> a reasonable sized dog, or or a very big. Oh, I say very big cat. I'm not trying to make it sound scary. I don't mean a um, a panther or something like that, but. That sort of thing, and they were, they were just there, and, and, and I must be honest with you, the whole group. There must have been probably twenty, twenty-five people with me. They, they nobody could, none of us could work it out. I'd forgotten all about that. Hmm. You, you know, it's funny. It's funny, it's, it's funny you mention that, Richard, because um, the not uh, newsletter, our newsletter just went out for for this month, but I believe it was mm. November's newsletter, and which is free, by the way, if you want to sign up for it, go to the website, which is any the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, and you can sign up for the free newsletter. But anyways, I had an article in it regarding uh, this uh, gentleman that called into uh, Ghost Chronicles back when I was on WCCM, oh, probably uh, eight. 10 years ago, and he yeah. told me about, he moved into this house, and uh, it used to be next to an, a, a farm, but the farm was, wasn't there anymore, it was just, you know, buildings and stuff, and he would hear the sound of turkeys, and as it turns out, it was a turkey farm, but there were no turkeys there, he wouldn't go investigate, and, and then finally, just very similar to you, one night he heard turkeys gobbling outside his window. He threw up his window, looked out, there was nothing there. And the next morning when he got out, there were turkey tracks in the snow that started nowhere and ended nowhere. Oh, Oh, that's so similar. I know. Did did he ever manage to find any any reason for it or or other than... No. (laughs) no, no, It can't be ghost turkeys, can it, Ron? Can it be? (laughs) <laughs> well, well, listen, as you, as you sort of said at the beginning of the show, we know so little. Um, so, yeah, it's easy for us to say, no, there can't be. Can there be? Um, I just don't know. But I must be honest with you, that was one of the, the most interesting things. That I, I think, you see, the trouble is, I do so many events, I do so many things, and so many things, people tell me so many things, and, and things do happen, as, as you obviously see from that. I forget. I'm getting old. I forget some of the things that have happened, right. and I really appreciate that that coming in because I I had forgotten all about it, and I, I have no explanation, and neither had any of the group. But it was real. In fact, I do believe some people took some photographs. And guys, if anybody's out there listening that that happened to um, uh, take a photograph on that night, if you could either post them on Facebook or, or or, or send them over to me. Uh, I'd be very interested to um, uh, to see those because that would have been, that was proof, and people definitely got the cameras out. And Ron, I have forgotten all about it. Nice one. Nice one. So, they, they, someone actually took pictures of it. I'm I'm convinced they did. Oh, that would be so yeah. cool, Richard. Because I remember now, you know, people standing at the gates with the, with the cameras. Um, so what I need to do is. Is obviously find the the, the list uh, 
of the guys that were on that ghost walk that night. Because, yeah, yeah definitely on, people yeah. took for Yeah, yeah get them an email, email and then... I know it post it up on, on, on the, you know, get get it on the, um, so people on the show can can, can see them. Actually, someone... Because it was uh, real. Someone in the Parax chat room, room uh, Skuse, I, I, I don't know what kind of name that is, S-C-O-U-S-E, Skuse, Skuse me, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> but they said uh, they will send the photos. No! Yep. Whoopee! Okay. Richard so at FelixFilms.net. Richard at FelixFilms.net. Can't wait. This is Christmas for me. <laughs> there you fantastic. go. So, wow. Hey. So, before the break, you were about to tell us another uh, experience oh, yes. that you had. So, uh, Indeed. Right. Ready. Ready for this, guys. This will, with, with all the time, it's going to blow your minds. This lady said, I, um, she said, I, I used to live at uh, number 24, uh, Stanley Street in Derby. And she said, I moved in on my own and within months took in two, two uh, girlfriends to help pay the rent <clears throat> and she said there was a, an old lady that i believe still still thought she lived in the house she said nothing nothing really happened but i just got this sense that that, that, that it was this old lady that obviously once lived there but she says it got really bad got really serious if if either of the young ladies had a young lad stay the night <laughs> really? in their room in other words, I'm not having that sort of thing going on in my house, right? So, <clears throat> she said, I'll tell you when it got really bad. She said, one night, this young lady had brought a, 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 a gentleman home for the night, and about three o'clock in the morning, the two of them heard this voice in the bedroom say, this used to be my bedroom. Really? God, oh, yes. Anyway, his clothes were under his arm, and he was gone. He left the house and never came back, never came near her again. Frightened him to death. But she said it got very serious, very serious, when she decided to paint the bedroom pink. <laughs> Things were thrown around. That would now, do come it. on. Now, yeah, now, oh, you see, she doesn't like the colour. It's her, it's her house. That was her bedroom. She's not having that room painted pink. Right. <coughs> so that's the end of that little bit. Right, then. Because I'm now doing, and I'll explain a bit of this before at the end of the show if we get to I've now started doing ghost walks in different places around, haunted places around Great Britain. And I now do a Chester ghost walk, which is the second most haunted city in Great Britain, next to my town, Derby. Uh, anyway, I, I was doing the very first Chester ghost walk in a haunted pub called the Golden Eagle. Um, on Castle Street, and they have a Roman soldier in the cellar, and whoa, all sorts of good stuff. Oh, cool, cool. And I was, oh, it was great. The real anyway, and the the landlady, uh, the lady that owns the pub called Di, um, I was ch talking to her in front of the group, and I said, D "Does it bother you having a?" a, a she said, "No." She said, "I know who it is," and I think, "Oh, here we go again." So I know it is. She said, "It's an ex-landlord. He still thinks it's his pub." And I said, because this is the sort of thing, as I say, you know, so often ghosts stay because they think it's their pub, because they liked it, blah, blah, right, blah. Right, right. And I said, okay, fair enough. But she said, this is how, but she said, when we moved, first moved in eight years ago, she said, this is how bad it got. She says, my husband, Stan, she says, we were, we, the first thing we started to do was to renovate the pub. And I'm thinking, oh, oh, here we go again, same one. She says, it got so bad that my, my husband, Stan, would come down in the morning with his painting clothes on. He'd walk to the corner of the bar pick up a tin of paint, walk over to the bar, slam it down on the bar and say, it's Magnolia. Is that all right for you? <laughs> I mean, 
Jesus, man. Do you realise this is Chester, lady in, 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 in Chester with a magnolia paint, lady in Derby, which is 90 miles away, painting the bedroom pink. They, they, they're there, they're real, and they don't like what you're doing. That you're disturbing their And then, oh, only just before Christmas, a, a lady said to me, well, I'll tell you, here, how about this one, she said. She said, I, I, I live in a terraced house, and she said, I was renovating it, and she said, I was pulling up the lino, the linoleum, in the kitchen of this old house. And she said, there was an old man who used to live there. And I was getting really angry because it was stuck down, and I couldn't get it up. And I was cursing at it, and then I sensed that there was someone standing there. And I turned, and there was an old man standing looking at me, Scratching his head. Really? And then he vanished. In other words, what's she doing? Pulling right. up my lino from my kitchen. God wrong. You see, but th th these things are progressing. And the more people I talk to, the more people, they, they talk back to me. And they tell me similar stories. They tell me, you know, in different towns, the same things are happening. And the last one, just to finish it, I, I was doing an event um, in Gloucestershire, and a lady from a newspaper rang me up wanted me to take an advert for the event. And we were talking, and she says, I think I've got a ghost in my bedroom. And I said, oh, right, okay, tell, tell me some more. She said, well, I'll tell you, I know who it is. She says, it's my ex-partner. She says, he committed suicide about four years ago. And she says, I know he's around me, but she says, it always gets very bad if I bring a gentleman back for the night. <laughs> Same old thing. And I said, oh, my God. I said, he still loves you, obviously. She said, oh, yeah, yes, I'm sure of that. But she, I said, so what What happened? She said, well, this is the ridiculous thing. She says, I have to sit up in bed. I've, I brought a gentleman home for the night, and I'm talking to my dead ex-partner. And she says, I, I sit there, and I shout at him, will you be off? She says, will you bugger off? She says, and leave me alone. You left me. Now let me get on with my life and go away. This is in the middle of the night when she's brought a, <laughs> a one-night stand home for the... I mean, Ron, this is real. These people do not make these stories up. Exactly. And that's, that's how things are, are, are progressing for me with, with you know, proof. Proof of what I'm saying is, is probably right, which right. I find... Fascinating. Enough of me. Ronald, tell me some of what's happened to you. Actually, I've had some really neat experience last year. Uh, uh, of all different um, senses, basically. Uh, the most interesting, well, I don't know, I wouldn't say the most interesting. One of the interesting is we uh, spent the night on uh, the weekend, actually, on Wood Island up in Bitterford Pool, Maine, and being in Lighthouse. And then the uh, morning, we were sitting in one of the rooms uh, having coffee, and I looked out in the kitchen, and a dog went across the door. Now, it, it, you know yourself, if, if a dog goes across mm -hmm. a linoleum for a, 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 a you, you can hear it because there are nails on it. You can of course. It. Yeah. There yep. was no sound at all. So I got up and I, I went and I looked and I looked all around and I went outside and looked and th there were no dogs around at all. So the, the woman I talked to happens to be a historian for the Lighthouse Society and I described the dog to her and she just hesitated for a moment, and then she says, you're not going to believe it, but that sounds like the dog that the lighthouse keeper had here for, I don't know how many years, she said, and, yeah. and when the lighthouse keeper died, the dog never left the island. He just did not want to leave. Oh, my gosh. And yet, you know, <clears throat> I saw the dog, and it was clear. It was the morning. It was, you know, in daylight, and I yeah, saw it very, yeah. very clearly, 
And I described it to her, and she actually told me who the dog And I had no clue that there were any dogs on the island, uh, especially ghost dogs. Ah, uh, so, that's a good one. That was a good one. Now, the next one... Uh, go ahead, Richard. Yes? Okay. The next one, uh, of course, uh, you know that Karen O'Keefe was over here last summer. Indeed I do, yes. Yeah, I had a great time with him, but uh, we yes. were up at yes. the, the uh, Hoot Mansion, and... Uh, we were in one of the rooms. This was a ghost hunt event, and yep. there were two girls, uh, Karen Ruck and Jennifer, oh, I forget her name is. I always screw it up, but whatever. <laughs> um, they 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 just did not want to go to bed. <laughs> we were staying at the mansion for the night, just like bunking out and everything. So we kept going to different places, and it was 3 o'clock in the morning. We were up in this servant's room, and I was laying on the floor, uh, next to the wall, and it was a, a little door, like a closet door, and we were sitting right. here talking. Just now, you'd, fi you'd finished the ghost hunt? Yeah, this is, this, well, you know, finished the official ghost hunt. This is like, you're on your own ghost hunt afterwards. It was 3 o'clock gotcha. I see. Yeah. Yeah, and ready to go to bed sort of thing, or? Yeah, well, they, they, they were, this, this, this was their first hunt, so they were kind of excited, so yeah. I said, yeah, yeah well, yeah. you know, so, plus they were good looking, you know, so what the hell? <laughs> Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> so anyways, I was yeah, there, yep, uh, yep. on the floor, and the door next to me just opened by itself. And there was no one there, right. nothing, and everything. This was a closet door. So, mm -hmm. like, mm, okay, maybe it was the floor. I jumped around. Like, I couldn't open it. I said, well, maybe a draft. We tried everything, but it, it did. Yeah. But it, it opened. Okay, so I, I moved from that location for, you know, about 15 minutes later, and I was sitting in another chair. And then one of the girls said, oh, something just touched me on my back. Mm -hmm. And then so we just sat and waited and waited. And then she says, oh, my God, something just touched me on my back again. So I had her sit on my lap. So, well, yeah. you, you, know, you know, if anything's going to touch it, then, you know, it, it's, it's got to go through me, basically. <laughs> Which was, you know, and whatever. <laughs> but I was... <laughs> Sorry. Yes. So, so the two girls and I were sitting there, and we were just waiting there in, in silence, quiet, and she didn't get touched. But all of a sudden, the door to the room, the handle turned, and then the mm. door opened, and we swore that someone was going to walk in. And guess what? There was no one Nothing. There. Nobody there. No, no that's, the that's you. The, the room was at the end of a corridor, so it, someone would have to, like, run to get out of there. But the door opened. Away. Like, it turned, it opened, and there was no one there. So. Oh, that's, that's, that's the ultimate, apart from, I think, apart from seeing a ghost or something like that, for, 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 to see the, the door handle or the doorknob turn and then open, and for there to be nothing there. It, it actually opened wide, did it, or? Yeah, quite wide. Opened, just as though we, we swore someone was going to walk in. It was just, yeah, like, of course. Just, just like somebody turned the handle and then opened the door, and, but there was no one there. It didn't just, like, creak open. It just opened up. <laughs> and what did you do? I mean, obviously, I know where I did. I got home. <laughs> no, we, they, were, they were all pumped after that. I mean, we went in the basement after that and waited around in the, in the dock in the, in the basement until, I don't know how, what time it was. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, we, we sat there in uh, lawn chairs and just looking <sighs> and everything. So, yeah, there was a, a lot of... That, but that was an interesting. So, really good. but I actually have one more that I want you to mention too, because now yeah, just to, quickly, Ron. I don't. I don't suppose anybody. I presume you hadn't got it on film. 
No, we did not. Adora, I, you know, I would love to say that. What a shame. Yeah. What a I mean, shame. I, I, then again, let's be honest, you don't need that. No, I mean, I've You've had, seen it. You know it I've happened. I've had films, a film of doors opening before and, and whatever. So, I mean, I know it can happen. And, but, yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's I, a good one. I, the more I do this, the more I think that uh, ghost hunting is a, is a personal experience. I really do. I think that you're yeah. meant to see, hear, smell, whatever. Yeah. I think that's it's, it's aimed at you when something like that happens. Yeah, yeah, I agree but, Anyways, one more experience, and then we next one. Go on. Next and one. So, so we saw the ghost, and then we saw the results of a ghost with the door opening by itself, but nobody there. Yeah. And then the next one was an auditory one, and I think I did mention this to you before. This was mm-hmm. the haunted Victorian one uh, in um, Gardner, Massachusetts. It was on, I think, season two of Ghost Hunters or whatever. It's an old Victorian house. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a new people bought it, and they're, they're trying to preserve it, so they they run little events. So we did, we, were, we did an investigation there anyways, and this was not a ghost hunt. This was just us investigating. And we were in right. the, we were in their bedroom, and one of the spirits that supposedly haunts this place is a, a guy called Enos who uh, spontaneously combusted, and, but he was a heavy drinker. And, and I know I brought this yeah. up, but it, it is one of the high points yes. of last year. And it, so what we did is we took a glow-in-the-dark planchette, and we put a shot glass of whiskey on it. And oh, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, I did bring it up. And then um, yeah. we said, we, you know, we, we actually talked to him saying, you know, this is good whiskey. Uh, you know, wouldn't you like to uh, have some? And then we heard, yes, out in the hall, which was audio. Oh. It wasn't an EVP. It wasn't an EVP. It was an audio. It was actually a clear audio. And we were all, everybody that was in the house was in that room. So, uh, you know. It and they all witnessed it. Yeah, and we definitely picked it up on tape two, which was interesting. So God, there you go. That, that's as yeah, that's as good. As, I mean, what is that? Probably the best thing that happened to you last year. That one. I don't know. With With all, the three of them, all three of them uh, were really good, good experiences. One other thing, and this was also at the Hooten Mansion, which I, I will mention, is that. Um, that's when Karen was there again. I was doing glass swirling, uh, thanks to the British. Mm-hmm. They taught me this lovely thing. <laughs> and uh, we we were doing it in Mary's room, and uh, we had our fingers off, of course, and we were zipping around and everything else. So I said, why don't we take our fingers off? And we all took our fingers off, and we asked the spirit to move the glass, and the glass moved. No fingers on no fingers on no it. Fi- I've never seen that. I've never seen that happen. Richard, that's the third Was Kieran time there? Was Kieran that... there at the time? Pardon me? Did Kieran see that at the time? No, he was in a different part of the building. Oh, what a shame. But I believe... Not that I don't believe you or anything like that. There's no reason. But, I mean, I have never, ever seen a glass move without at least two fingers on it. It abs- absolutely happened to me three times. I can say that unequivocally. That's... Three times that is proof. Uh, this one we may have on tape. Someone was actually recording this session. Really? Yes. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing that because uh, that is, uh, to me, actually, proof positive. You know what? I, I'm glad I brought this up because uh, I have not been in touch with that woman, and I would oh. love to see if she did get that on there. But I know it happened, and there are other people in the room who saw it too. So it's it's interesting. Like I said, it's the third time that that has happened that I can say unequivocally. Yes, yes. I've never seen it. Because no you see, I've always believed the energy that they need the energy from us to 
to do it. But no, obviously not. You know, they, that I, means you know, they can do it on their own. You know what? I, I think you are absolutely right. They do need the energy, and I do believe that. I do believe that, Richard. Yeah. And by we doing touching the glass, we do provide the energy. But each one of mm. these times that it moved by itself was at the end of a night when we were doing glass swirling for a long period of time. When you've built up. Yes, so maybe pretty much like a battery charges, maybe yep. spirit can have a little bit of energy left in it. I mean, because we know that they can move objects by themselves. I mean, we know yes, of that course. from, you know, so many experiences throughout the years. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with the door opening. Right. And, and, you know, the doorknob going. You know, that same thing. You know, that wasn't, that didn't need the energy from, from your hands on the doorknob or, or the door to cause it to open. They did that, didn't they? Absolutely. So, this, so why, oh why, can they not move the glass around after we've, for want of a better word, energized it for them? Right. Which is what must have happened. But I've never witnessed it. Um, like I said, I've, three I've, times I've, I have. So, uh, you know, I'm fairly confident that they can do it. Uh, how they do yeah. it is another question. <laughs> oh, of course they do. But again, back to, we know so little. That's the trouble. We really don't know. And we need... To know more, you know this. This is uh, so. Come on, tell me this then, Ron. What's your? Because that's that's good. You, you've seen, you've witnessed some amazing things. In, in, obviously, in this year, but in, in the whole time that you've been doing it, what what would you, what is your your wish? What is the holy grail for for you for two thousand and eleven? If I was going to say what what you know, if I could catch the perfect evidence. Mm. I, uh, that would be, to me, would be a spirit that moved into a room, okay, and spoke. Yeah. I don't want yeah. much, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. to me, that yeah. would be almost uh, unequivocal uh, evidence that, you Proof. know. Process. Yeah. I mean, because you I have know. so much involved. Not just seeing a spirit, because we know about the, the stone tape theory and, and yeah. things things can replay themselves. But if you have not only the, the spirit moving, but interacting with someone and actually speaking, yeah. then I yeah. think that would be like the holy grail of evidence. It would indeed. It would, because at the end of the day, that's nothing to do with your recordings and all. That is a, a an entity, a spirit, a soul an intelligence, a dead person that is still around. And that is the meaning of, oh, my gosh, everything. And the, but, but how do <laughs> yeah, Why not? That's what people report seeing and talking to and seeing at the foot of the bed. And, and you know, so if it happens to them, why shouldn't it happen to, to you or me? Right. Um, because especially when they, they understand that we are the... We are the chosen ones. Richard, I, I think you're, you're right on that. I mean, the more we do this, I mean, the, the more of a reputation you get, not only in this world, but in the, in the afterworld as well. In the, in, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it can happen to people who continue to do it. I mean, spirits begin to know you. I mean, I, I know in instances where spirits have, you know, said that, had said that they know us and so forth, but, you know, we don't know if they're lying or what, but... Uh, it, it's... <laughs> no, but there's no reason that why they should. And, and at the end of the day, as I say, we <clears throat> we both have, and there are lots of other people out there, not just us, that have right. a reputation, uh, but, but we, we are reasonably 
ordinary guys, down to earth, right. credible guys, not not trying to, you know, got nothing to prove. We don't profess to be anything other than what we are, people that are interested in the subject. Um, so we have no axe to grind. We have no nothing to prove to anyone at all. Um, we're just there waiting for... <laughs> waiting for the call, waiting for them to come to us. And, you know, why shouldn't it? It's going to happen to somebody one day. Why shouldn't right. it be one of us? The, the, the thing, once again, I, I, I believe that, once again, that that, that uh, paranormal, you know, is a personal experience. I, I think that spirits, you know, they, they're not going to show themselves just for the sake of showing themselves. They, they do it for a reason. In, in that's, that's whether true. it's they, they want to contact someone who's there, uh, they don't like something that's going on, or, or whatever. We don't know all the reasons. Yeah. And I'm sure there's, there's dozens of reasons. There's not just one reason. So. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're, not going to, they're not going to jump through hoops. They're not going to appear to audiences. And they're not going to do things because we tell them to or because we ask them. There's no reason. Not right. at all. But they, they may just come through for a reason. And... Um, Wow. Well, who knows? So this is the year. <laughs> this is the one. Well, this Richard, is the I year know that, that we've got less than two minutes left, so I, I'd like I to say, that. What, what have you got coming up this year? I've got all sorts of things coming up. I've got this thing I told you about a few months ago that I've got um, a new, um, uh, well, it's going to be a TV pilot, but I'm bringing it out on uh, DVD in the next three weeks, um, and I'm going to be putting a bit onto YouTube, uh, and then the world will know uh, what my next project is. Uh, I've kept it very quiet uh, yeah. for many, many months, um, and I've got some guys in America that are quite interested uh, in the possibility of turning it into a TV series. So that's this is the biggest thing for me of all. But I'm also doing lots of other ghost hunts around the country, ghost walks in in new towns and cities as well. So uh, I've got I've got a busy year ahead of me and a very exciting year ahead of me. And anybody who wants to know more about it, then um, Derby Jail dot com. That's G A O L Derby Jail dot com. And that's Derby like D E R B Y. That's right, D E R B Derby Jail. Dot com. But we like to say Derby Jail here in the States. <laughs> That's right. Very similar. But, uh, yeah, what about you, sir? I actually, Any new books? Well, we do have a new book coming out next year, which is, uh, I don't want to uh, say it quite yet, but it, it will be out next year. Um, well done. We also, you know, I, we have a paranormal study group I do every month at the uh, Circles of Wisdom in Andover, so, which is kind of interesting. Uh, this yeah. Uh, this Saturday, the 15th, we are doing a ghost hunt at the uh, in Magnolia, uh, and tickets are available from our website. Uh, also, we are doing another Dining with the Dead, which will be uh, at the Wyndham Restaurant, which you did before. Great place, right? Yeah, fantastic. I enjoyed that one. So check out of course, the I'm doing the same. The English Dining with the Dead, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So check out the website at neghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. So, Richard, great to have you on again. See you next yeah, week. Yeah, glad to be back again, and I won't be going away again, I hope. So, uh, um, and everybody out there, have a happy new year and um, happy hauntings. There you go. Good night and God bless everyone. Cheers, Ron. Bye-bye. From ghoulies to ghosties, 
Don't let it be beasts. The things that we're 